And we're here. Oh yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and pop this beer open. I have a nine hot Kent Pale Ale that uh, the 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 boys from T or TMP AIA Carve, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. They, yeah. The, this is the one that we brought back from London. I'm going Belgian IPA today uh, from the folks that bring us Duval. Mm. Same bottle size. Nice. Uh, I'll butcher this, but it's Hublon Chauffet. Sure. Sure. And you guys got Maya, and... Maya beer glasses on the way. So. Oh, -ho! that's <laughs> legit. Shirts, the next apocalypse. Yes. That's my, my opener, by the way. The, the head on this is usually pretty foamy, so let's see if I can pour this. Don't do it over. Yeah, don't I'm do keeping it. I'm keeping it PG with my, my coffee mug. Because <laughs> <laughs> you guys are three hours ahead of me, so I'll catch coffee. up soon. Coffee. Just so you wouldn't, just so you, no, it wouldn't matter if it was 9 a.m. here. We'd still be drinking beer. Look at that. I know, I know. That's a professional I'm pour not right there. The, the Look at that. Chad and cheese in my career yet. Excellent. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Al, tell us a little bit about you. What are we here today? Why are we here today? And what are we going to see? Well, we're excited to walk you through uh, Maya demo today. So we're going to be jumping into, into action here shortly. But uh, just a little bit about, about me and, and how we got here. Okay. You know, I've been in the staffing recruiting market for for my whole career. My dad actually started a staffing business 40 years ago, uh, got tons of exposure into how manual and inefficient the, the process was. So got that lens early on and then ran first job for a few years, which was a online marketplace. How big was his, how big was his Rolodex? His Rolodex? <laughs> Back in the day, a, yeah. A million candidates. <laughs> Holy shit. In database, all engineers, yeah. all aerospace internationally. And you know, at in a some filing point in, cabinet in the process, you, in a, <laughs> it's like yeah. that Bugs Bunny filing cabinet where it keeps going for miles. Yeah, go ahead. Nice. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's funny because I the this um, I ran into someone at a conference recently, and he was like, "Oh, Grayevsky, you must be uh, Ellie's son." I remember I was interviewing with him, and behind him was stacks of resumes. So. Uh, at some point that, that went into an ATS. Yeah. When I was interviewing with him in 1962. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, we, we saw kind of how inefficient the process was. I ran first job. I know you guys know, I uh, started with a marketplace. It was very much a job board for entry-level internship talent. And we yeah. kept hearing complaints about not hearing back and recruiters overwhelmed. They spent 75% of their time uh, on repetitive tasks. And, and that's when we came up with Maya. So um, just a little bit about us. We're a leading provider of conversational AI solutions in the industry. We support over 300 brands. We work with six to eight largest staffing businesses. We're, we're global. So we're now in 35 countries in terms of introduction, uh, teams globally as well. And uh, you know, we're fortunate to be backed by some of the best enterprise VCs in the world. Um, so, you know, we've, we've made a, a lot of progress over the last three years since we brought this to market. And universally considered the first chatbot. Would I be correct in saying that? We were among the first. And in our space? 
funny story. When we were building this feature in the marketplace, I had to look up on Google, what is this thing? And I, I found conversational agents ah. and it said, i.e. chatbot. And I was like, oh, it's called a chatbot. So, you know, it was very early on before a lot of the hype. And I know there were a couple others out there thinking about this space. So we were among the first. Nice, nice. So you talk about coming from the staffing background. Is this mainly, are you mainly trying to implement with staffing RPO or is it across the board with talent acquisition as well, major hiring companies? Yeah, so we support both staffing. We have RPO partners and we work with direct enterprises. So actually over 50% of our customers are direct enterprises, companies like L'Oreal, Deloitte, AB InBev, Singapore Airlines. So uh, we very much have solutions that cater to both audiences. And I found that both audiences kind of look at, at this solution differently. So we can talk about kind of how the implementation differs and some of the use cases differ. Cool. Ted loves L'Oreal. He uses their products all the time. Little known fact. <laughs> Me and him both. So it's a great company. And they, they have, yet, awesome to, they have yet to introduce a hair growth product that Chad is eagerly awaiting. <laughs> Why would I grow hair on this beautiful head with all the L'Oreal, <laughs> all the L'Oreal products? I'm staying proactive, Chad. I'm learning from your mistakes. <laughs> Did you just call this a mistake? We're shutting this. Great. This is on the time on Demo Apocalypse where we cheers for that one. That was a good. That was, that was a good dig. That was a good one. <laughs> so something that people, you know, often refer to us as is a conversational AI recruiter, but we're much more than that. We're a automation platform, and we bring solutions that uh, not only help with sourcing and talent pool management and and screening and shortlisting. So we we've got a lot of capabilities that span end to end. So we're going to get to to show off more of that today. Um, just a little bit more about the platform. So Maya's the core technology and something we're known for is the robustness of the conversational capability. So we'll walk through um, different interactions and how Maya handles edge cases and creates that really positive experience. And it's happening over many different channels. So I wanted to at least kind of set the context. Uh, you'll see us in the demo today and web interfaces over SMS. But the really the idea is to create a frictionless experience no matter where you're coming from. If it's Facebook, you're on Facebook. If you're on the website, you're being introduced to a, a web interface. Is there any time in which uh, the automation sort of takes a back seat and it, it goes to a real person? I know some systems where if it's a question that uh, the machine can't answer, it goes to an email to a real person. Does your system do that or, or not? It does. So we have many escalation points. And you know, at the scale that we're operating, our biggest customer, for example, is doing two and a half million outreaches in Q4. So it's just a massive amount of engagement. And so wow. what we're trying to optimize around is how do we fully automate that experience? But if there's, say, a question or someone really wants to speak to a recruiter, we can understand that intent and you know either connect them with a calendar or uh, send a message through email to a centralized recruiting team that can address that offline. So there's different ways to scale it. We also have a capability to send someone directly into a live chat through a partner. 
So th that's a lot right here. That, that, that is a ton. And you could take one of these silos and build a conversational bot or chat bot off of just one of these. Within your current client portfolio, Where where's really the sweet spot? Who is using um, this 100%? Which which one of these, these uh, silos? Yeah, so where we started was on the recruitment automation side. So when applicants apply, how do we be that first point of contact and provide that really high touch experience and also learn as much as we can about the candidate to shortlist mm -hmm. and then connect them with the right opportunity or the right calendar. Uh, and then we brought in kind of post interview engagement and uh, to take the candidate through to hire. From there, we introduced outreach, which is our sourcing engine and talent pool management capability. Uh, so that really augmented the inbound funnel with the ability to engage passive candidates. And then we brought in the career site component. It was important to create and extend that experience onto the career site. Those three are core to the platform and where most of our adoption is today. Post hire is newer. So okay. we're, we're very much in a beta stage with a handful of customers and we're deploying into into production and productizing in 2020. So that's that's a newer evolution of the platform. Yeah, and I think it underscores how you guys are evolving beyond, you know, we're a chat bot. Like I, I see multiple comp competitors when I look at this list that you're disrupting and should probably sort of take you guys seriously as a competitor of the future, if not so much today. Um, and I'm curious, do you, do, you, do you feel like your competition today you know, the Alios, the Olivia's, the, the Zors, do you feel like they're going in this sort of all expansive direction or will they stay specialized with what they're doing? And I know some of that you can't speak to because you're not them, but if you had to guess. Sure. I think, you know, a few players are going in different directions. Um, you know, some of them are trying to go wide. You know, we've really focused on depth with our first three products. And now we're starting to think about how to expand into post hire. Uh, so I think everybody's kind of taking a slightly different angle. One thing I know is that, you know, there's been kind of this focus on the career site experience, which we think is important. But, you know, I think there's a lot of providers out there that can just slap a basic chat bot on your career site. Right. What we're really trying to do is create this really rich experience and this depth across all of talent acquisition first. And then, you know, how do we extend that experience with the, with the talent post hire as kind of the next phase in evolution. So one one last question, because I want to jump into product. So yes. when you talk about the career site, the, the, the actual web chat bot, what's the percentage usage wise of that versus uh, outreach, the recruit, the recruitment piece, uh, individuals who uh, for the pipeline create creation, is the career site bot really being used that much versus the, the, the rest of the silos? Well, as I shared, you know, we really started with the automation once they enter the recruitment funnel, because what we saw is that's where the bottleneck was. We saw that recruiters really struggled to get on the phone and to yeah. do the screening and the coordination and the sourcing, but that's where the time was being spent. And so that's where we focused a lot of our efforts early on, knowing that's where the value, or at least the brunt, the, the, the majority of the value was going to be created. And then you know, we said we got to extend that into the career site so that anonymous job seekers that are engaging there can initiate a conversation pre-apply. So that was newer for us. Others kind of took the opposite approach where they started on the career site 
and then they kind of moved into the rest of the funnel. Um, so that's kind of how we differed in terms of our go-to-market strategy. Gotcha. And when will VR be a bullet point on this list? <laughs> One step at a time. You know it is, Chad. As soon as Second yeah, Life, as soon as Second Life is. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's funny because there's a, there was a product not to be named, but they decided to personify in a video context their bot. Yeah. And it was almost creepy. And I'm like, I don't know if we're quite ready to be staring at like a digitally created face. Yeah, well, well, wait a minute. I mean, we, we, we now have interviewing actual robots with 10 guys. Oh, so I don't know, man. man, it's all out there. It needs to be yeah. a unicorn or, you know, something magical that interviews people. This is not Second Life. Okay, let's move on. I got to see Prop. Right, moving on. All right, let's show some demo action. Yes. So um, we're going to walk through uh, a few aspects of the platform. We don't have enough time to show everything, but we're going to start with the recruitment automation solution and how candidates get into the Maya experience. Mm -hmm. So there's many different entry points. Something that I think often is overlooked is that people are coming from job boards, people are coming offline, see billboards or help wanted signs. People are coming through Facebook, through your career site. And that's actually quite challenging to figure out how to create different workflows that create that seamless entry point into the platform. Um, so we're gonna start with kind of that capture and then the screening experience and how we're able to connect candidate to the right opportunity. So uh, from there, we'll go into outreach and we're gonna actually dig in pretty deep in outreach because I think it's really impressive in terms of the conversational experience. And then we'll go into the back end to show off analytics reporting. So um, jumping into the demo here, uh, I'm on our kind of uh, our demo career site and say a candidate as they're entering they want to engage and ask questions or, you know, search for jobs. And so Maya is able to prompt that and it's dynamic depending on the page you're, you're on and the candidate can engage. So in this case, Maya is asking, hey, would you like help finding the right job opportunity? And what we've created is this very natural language experience where you can share, you know, what are you looking for? Where are you looking for? Which helps enrich our understanding of the candidate and present jobs, but really the goal is to capture their profile and convert them. So that's really what the career site experience does. We're not going to go through the entire bit because I want to get through multiple aspects of the experience. Mm -hmm. Now, say they want to click into the job itself and go through more of the traditional behavior, which is I want to apply through the apply path. Well, that's supported in a seamless way, which is important. We need to not try to hinder a candidate from going through what they're used to going through. Okay. It's really important. We can't try to force them into a new behavior. So mm -hmm. if they complete a short form, which by the way, we trim all the fat, we take away all the nonsense that slows down and creates friction. And we take them right into the conversational experience. When you hit submit, you're also going to end up in the Maya interface. Uh, okay. So these are just two examples. And then, you know, you apply on Indeed one click, we're going to text you, or in some cases, we'll have an integration directly into the web interface. So we're always going to get in front of the candidate. That's kind of the first point. Now, so what additionally do you find out once they've applied to what, is it a pre-screening or like what, 
what service do you like like what need do you fill if they've already applied to then start a chat with them so there's a few things that we're offering here one is traditionally you're applying and you're waiting to hear back and only 15% of the time you get a response. And okay. you know, in high volume scenarios, you're waiting for a, a kind of phone screen stage. We're automating the phone screen because of the richness of the conversation we can have. So right out of the gate, you can jump right into the phone screen. You don't have to wait for somebody, set up an interview. Exactly. And okay. so it's instantaneous. Yeah. And we see 93% <clears throat> of candidates complete this dialogue, which ends up being about 20 to 30 turns in a conversation. And really, it's a two way conversation, really, to mimic what traditionally is happening on the phone, where you can ask questions. Maya is going to really try to understand you and your eligibility for the role. And by the way, say you're Chad and you're qualified because Chad is an overachiever. Chad's going to get scheduled instantaneously. Now, what if Chad wasn't qualified for the role they've applied to? Mm -hmm. Well, we're actually going to help within Chad's radius what other opportunities meet his profile and connect him instantaneously with that recruiter. Now, if you're Cheese, you're probably not qualified. So you're, you're ultimately, if, if unfortunately you're not suitable for any of the roles in the platform, that's still fine because Maya's gonna stay engaged with you. You're gonna get added into the Maya pool and we're gonna show you how we would re-engage Cheese when a job opens up once, once uh, you know, we've identified a role that is suitable. Okay. So it's really this ongoing relationship and this dynamic connection of candidate to the right opportunity that we're creating through this experience. And you know, at the end of this, we're gonna identify and make a decision this person is eligible, let's get them on the calendar. And we're gonna follow up, we're gonna remind them, we're gonna confirm, we optimize around fulfillment and interview kept for high volume scenarios. And then we have all sorts of other configurations for different interview uh, structures. Um, so you know, that's really the value of this initial engagement. And for like L'Oreal, when they care about candidate experience, everybody's getting a response. Everybody's getting an opportunity. And for their million applicants a year, 930,000 are going to complete. So now we have a rich profile that's structured in the database to then re-engage them later. So it's really changing the way that not only data is reported, but how the candidate experience unfolds. Plus you can spend less money on trying to get those candidates back into your system because you have their full profile, or at least what you need from a profile standpoint in your system already. Exactly. Exactly. Does, it, does this do the schedule scheduling as well? Yeah. So we're going to schedule at the end of this conversation. What we'll do is we'll present based on um, the candidates. Uh, I'm sorry, the recruiter's availability. We're going to present their um, calendar okay. and the candidate's going to be able to select. And then uh, we'll send messages to kind of prompt them and remind them to show up. And we'll also manage the calendaring process. So, Actually, what I'm going to do is transition just for the sake of time. I'm going to transition out of the initial screening and engagement on the recruitment automation side for inbound and move into the outreach experience. So say Cheese now is in the talent pool. And what we want to do is re-engage Cheese and kind of nurture and, and, and manage the relationship with Cheese. Now what Maya is going to do is text Cheese when opportunities arise and as you see, you know, once we engage, Cheese can, you know, 
uh, answer in many different ways. There's so many edge cases when it comes to passive candidates because you're, you're texting them, say, several months later, and you're setting the context saying, hey, you applied a few months ago, just wanted to check in, mm-hmm. and you might be at work right now. You know, can I text you back later? So, you know, Maya's ability to understand intent is incredibly powerful. We support over 3,500 intents in these experiences. So mm-hmm. no matter how you engage the different edge cases, we're going to handle that gracefully. Now, say I want to um, re-engage. So a, a few minutes later, Maya's jump, or cheese in this case is, is jumping back in. Hey, my shift ended, ready to chat. So now Maya's going to re-engage and try to get cheese to provide more information so that we have a sense of, do you meet a a role or a set of requirements that we have now within the the ATS? So you'll notice that it's a very open-ended question. It's very hard. So the more open-ended the question, the harder it is to support from a natural language perspective. But what we love about it is we learn so much about the candidate because they're able to really provide and share information outside of a more limited set of options. And you'll notice, so we started with a relatively simple response, which is I was at Best Buy, but now I'm at Walmart. And you'll see Maya provided rich acknowledgement of understanding to build trust and then ask the, the right kind of subsequent question to guide them through that experience. Now, what I wanna do is quickly restart the conversation uh, because I wanna show off kind of a different path that a candidate might take. Um, one thing that we see in, in production, you know, when we're reaching out to millions and millions of candidates is that it's not that easy to predict how they're going to engage. That's why this, the software and the technology is so important to be able to support that richer set of response profile. So in this case, what if the candidate just overshared and told us their life story right out of the gates and is like, sure, you know, before we even asked, you know, I'm currently a sales associate at Walmart and now looking for a more senior role in the consumer, let's say electronics industry. That's a lot of different intents all jam packed into one response out of context. Mm -hmm. And what Maya is able to do is really break that down, understand kind of the different intents and then generate a response that provides acknowledgement, not only of all the different pieces of information that's provided, but then ask the right follow-up question. So, to pull this off at scale and deliver a really good experience and to drive like really high engagement, this stuff is really important. That's what we found, which is why we've invested so heavily in the technology. So as we go through, now we're sharing more information about how long we've been there. This particular conversation is configured to ask about target salary though. Again, this is highly configurable. Um, We have very easy, ways to make adjustments that are self-service for the customer, which we'll, we'll peek at here in a minute. Quick question. So if, yeah. if I'm, if I am distracted and I go away from my conversation, will you ping back later to continue the conversation or do you just sit there and wait for me to remember? Oh, no, absolutely not. I mean, that's the, that's the beauty of conversational experiences that we'll follow up. Right. And say you dropped out of the web interface because you didn't want to complete and you got distracted. We'll text you um, later that day. We know the optimal times to re-engage. Same goes here. Um, So, you know, that's very core to the experience we're creating is that kind of follow through. Um, So now as I go through, Maya's asking about um, 
the skills that I'm good at. So I'm really enriching and building a profile. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, uh, I'm good at working the cashier POS systems. Um, we're really good at extracting the data from the conversation. So, uh, we call it entity extraction. And what that does is it allows us to take unstructured responses and, and structure that into a, a, a record so that it's searchable and referenceable for future engagements and for the recruiting team. Mm-hmm. So that's something that we've, we've really invested towards. Also here, you'll see um, Maya is asking what level of education and we're sharing more skills. So the ability to kind of contextualize that information. Um, now we're getting towards the end of this dialogue where Maya's really has a good understanding of the candidate's profile. And so now what Maya's gonna do is identify that, that cheese in this case is suitable for a role and we wanna get them on that person on the calendar. So we're now gonna present the calendaring experience. And now you're gonna to get to see what that looks like mm-hmm. as a candidate. We've not only identified that recruiter's calendar, the one that cheese matched up against, uh-huh. we're, we're gonna present their current availability and give cheese the opportunity to, to select the time that is um, suitable for him. And you'll notice when we select the time on the right now, we have that recruiter's calendar. You're gonna see it pop up right there on the nineteenth. So you're in, Cheeseman. You're in. So so for the job seeker, it won't sync, but I can add it. I saw a link that said add this to your calendar. It will automatically go to the recruiter's calendar, but the job seeker will have to do it manually. Uh, Actually, they get an email where they can add it to their calendar through the contact information we have. So we realize that's super important because we got to make sure they show up, which is actually a huge pain point, by the way, in high volume. Yeah. Do you follow up with more or more texts saying, don't forget about your interview? What's the what's the process for that? Because from our our, from what we've heard, that's like anti ghosting magic. So how does yours work? So there's a few things. One is that we've gone really good at sending reminders. We even confirm and we've learned based on a set of data, if they don't confirm Mm -hmm. that there's a certain likelihood they're not going to show up so we can overbook that slot um, to maximize capacity, especially in these high volume scenarios. And we'll, you know, we'll, we'll remind you as many times as we have to also provide tips and guidance to create that kind of really positive experience. And for the recruiter, the cool thing is when you click on the, the link, so um, if you click on the actual invite, we're gonna attach a bunch of information. We're gonna provide a summary of what we learned from the candidate. There's a, tr- a copy of the transcript, it's live uh, and updated. And you have a set of one-click actions where you can actually just click a button, in this case, reschedule, and Maya's gonna text the candidate um, to help get that reschedule. You'll see, hi Kyle, it's, it's Maya again. Something came up and we'd like to reschedule. So it really creates that good, positive experience for the recruiter. They love this feature. And what we've recently rolled out, so going back to the calendar, is a whole set of new one-click actions. Um, So we're going to pull up to show you what that looks like, where it's not only reschedule or cancel, we can also have the recruiter click submit offer or disposition, and Maya is going to automate that next step of the process. So different ways that we can configure automation right in the recruiter's workflow. Will that work the other way? If a job seeker has something come up and, and text back, hey, I'm really sorry, but I, I have to reschedule something came up. Does it work as well on the other side? Let's try. Um, <laughs> okay, so, you sound confident. 
So the candidate can jump right back in and, and reschedule the conversation. They, the candidate can ask questions um, if something comes up, mm-hmm. um, ask questions like what's the rest of the process look like? Where's the location? Um, so we're gonna actually jump in and say, I need to reschedule my interview. And you'll see that Maya is able to understand that intent and present another link to set up the next interview, no problem, follow up and we'll reschedule. So it's very much an ongoing experience. It's not one and done. That's key to what we're creating. Now I see all this data going into Outlook. I'm assuming it's also integrated into the applicant tracking system because it's going into the workflow, but it's also going into the record keeping system. Well, that's a great transition into the next part of the demo. So um, what we're gonna pull up is the Maya platform. Okay. But uh, we're deeply integrated, very important to know, we're deeply integrated into most of the ATS providers. We've got CRM partners. We've got all the calendaring systems uh, productized within the platform. One click, you can um, get your calendar connected to Maya. So that's something that is very important because you don't want to inhibit the recruiter workflow. You don't want them jumping into the Maya platform. But for today, just to show you kind of what that looks like, um, we are going to walk you through kind of how all that data surfaced within our platform. But all this is being pushed, say the status update, if they moved into scheduled state, that gets updated. The candidate profile gets, um, you know, updated in terms of all the, the entities and the data we're surfacing. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the reporting capabilities get surfaced in our ATS partners. Um, but just to show you how that looks within the Maya platform, um, I showed you that kind of the applicants page. Now I'm walking into some of the more admin components of the platform. So Uh often the question we get is like, how is this set up? Um, And so we built really streamlined tooling around being able to auto assign jobs to blueprints. Um, If you're a super user, so moving into the blueprints tab, you can actually create your own conversational templates all within just a series of clicks within the platform. So now as a, as a client, you don't need to rely on Maya to implement new conversations. You can do that on your own. But often what we do is we pre-configure and preload all of the templates that the client needs. So they don't have to do this if they don't want to. Gotcha. Um, so there's different tiers of support. Hmm. So, um, and, and what we're showing here is how you select the different types of questions and, and inputs. Gotcha. Uh, you want to create a new template in terms of kind of moving along in the demo. A big part of what we're doing here is also surfacing a huge amount of um, kind of analytics and reporting around kind of what's going on, right. In terms of the health of your campaigns, in terms of where people are dropping off, why they're dropping off. So I'm going to walk you through some kind of high level around the analytics side uh, here I'm showing you actually the campaign dashboard for the outreach program that I just ran to, to the passive candidates. And so what you actually can see is at a high level and you can drill into kind of actionable insights and some of the statuses of the candidates, but it shows you high level how it's performed. And this is a pretty typical campaign. You're seeing about 45% response rate, 55% completing and about 12% of the overall actually converting onto the calendar. So. Uh, it's incredibly um, impactful in terms of the um, the results and the engagement that we see. Yeah, just for the audience, how does that compare to sort of the traditional way of connecting with candidates online? 
it's orders of magnitude better. Yeah. So if you look at like email programs, we see about two to three percent response rates. Um, you know, you're you're lucky if you're getting that type of click through. Right. Uh, with Maya, we're seeing forty to sixty percent response. We're seeing really high engagement, and then you know, often upwards of 10, 12 percent conversion of passive candidates. So it's it's mm -hmm. uh, a big step up. And then I have a question on the, the job posting side. How much of your product is, you know, actually connecting with the, the client on the jobs and the questions and answers versus how much of it is pretty automated and ready to go out of the box? Yeah, so like I shared, we pre-configure the entire platform and then we have an auto assigning capability where every time a new uh, retail associate role opens up, it automatically assigns not only the blueprint, but it imports all the inputs from the ATS so that automatically you have a seamless conversation to support that role. So it's like super scalable. Now, yeah. if you wanna add a new template, uh, what, what we've offered is this kind of self-service tooling for, like I said, super users. Um, but we also can do that for the customer. Some of our customers are saying, hey, what now you're going to teach us how to fish. We don't want to learn how to fish. Like <laughs> no worries. We got it. But we have a lot of customers that are really kind of owning some of the self-service capabilities. that's helping them scale more rapidly. And Oh, by the way, in 2020, we're rolling out an auto configuration and some things that allow the actual conversation design to happen without uh, any involvement. So that's kind of where we're going with this. Nice. We've we've hit our time, Mark. So what do you okay. have to finish us off with? That's the big question. Well, just tying it all together. You there know, it is. Pretty charts and graphs. <laughs> that's what I'm talking graphs. about. So, you know, it, it's really a combination of both inbound, all of your applicants that are coming in and uh -huh. how we augment that with outbound. So this page really ties things together. You can see the history and the performance and the value we're creating in terms of automated activities but if you scroll down you can actually see and visualize how your funnels are operating with maya in it and so we compare the inbound funnel you can see what percentage are coming from job boards versus text to apply versus career site and then kind of how those candidates are flowing through mm -hmm. and one part that we won't be showing to you because this is future state something we're working on is more in-depth analytics around why people dropped off and actionable insights around what is the success profile that we're seeing actually perform and convert. Um, and if we click over to outbound, you can see how that funnel kind of unfolds. And so really looking at ways to tie it together to show how Maya is supporting holistically the entire talent acquisition strategy. Excellent. Well, that's very cool. Thanks again. Like, you know, this, Everybody, anybody who's listened to us knows this. We are big on chatbots, big on anything that actually helps do that, that the, the hard work, that admin work, the minutia work. And the this, grunt work. And this is what I'm talking about. So thanks. Well, appreciate you taking the time, digging into Maya and... Where, uh, where can our viewers yeah. slash listeners learn more? And get, and get that Chad Cheese discount. Yes, discount. <laughs> well, you can you can uh, call us. We have um, you know online Maya.com. You can set up a demo. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn. There's only one Al Grayevsky on the planet. I've confirmed that many times. 
Um, so find me and, and we'd love to chat and um, maybe in the future we'll work with Chad and Chiz on some sort of thank, thank you for having maya.com and not .io slash UK dot AU or like uh, it makes sense. Thank you for that. Yeah, and, yeah it wasn't cheap. <laughs> hey, and we out. We out. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Thank you. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast, Banking Transformed, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.